This is Rhema for Today. His harvest, Brother Bosworth said, is not only the same in character in our day, but it is also much greater than when he was here. And because his compassion is still the same, he wants the same kind of reapers to reap the same harvest or results by preaching and healing in all the cities and villages. Then Brother Bosworth went on to say, his compassion manifested through these 12 new laborers soon necessitated the thrusting forth of 70 more empowered to preach and to heal. Labors of this kind are few today. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching, God's Healing Mercy. Find out more next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. And I was preaching some of these same truths about healing, and so a lady wrote in and said, why do you preach so much about healing, you know, because that's about all I was preaching on the radio. She said, uh, don't you know, you know, that being born again, remission of sins and the new birth is the most important thing. You know, that's what you ought to be preaching instead of preaching. Why, you know, do you? And she wanted me to answer, you see. So I answered her by letter and also answered her on the radio. And I said, just read her letter. So somebody wrote in, why do you preach so much about healing? Don't you know it's more important to get people saved? I said, that's the reason I preach on healing. Because you see, I, as I went on to explain that I began my ministry as Baptist, I was healed, believed in healing, prayed for the sick by laying on the hands and anointing the oil. I prayed for him privately. I didn't pray for him publicly in the Baptist church, but I did preach it publicly. And I, my message, my main message is what we call evangelistic type of message. We got a few people saved. But I said, since I followed the Lord, in, just like Bosworth did, more boldly proclaiming, hallelujah, his willingness to heal, where I used to get 10 people saved, I get 100 saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. So I'm getting more people saved than ever did before. In fact, I said I get in one year's time, said on the radio now, in one year's time preaching on healing, I got more people saved in one year than I did 15 years put together before. Hallelujah. Amen. So it is a great hallelujah. It's a mighty evangelistic agency. Healing is, isn't it? Praise God. Now, the ninth chapter of Matthew, ninth chapter of Matthew, let's begin to read with the 35th verse. We look at another passage concerning the Lord's compassion. Matthew 9, 35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes... He was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then said he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that we will send forth laborers into his harvest. Now as we go on reading into the 10th chapter, 
And when he had called unto him the twelve, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of diseases. And as we read on, you'll find he commanded them saying, go preach and heal the sick. Now you see, his compassion toward the sick is now becoming so well known that the harvest has become too great for just the one reaper. And his compassionate heart is full of yearning over the increasing numbers who could not reach him because of the press. When he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. Hallelujah. And so therefore, his compassion, you see, compelled him, so to speak, to thrust forth other laborers to heal as well as to preach. Notice what his ministry consisted of. He went throughout their cities and villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every manner of sickness and every manner of disease among the people. And so uh, he expects the same harvest, praise God, today as then. His harvest, Brother Bosworth said, is not only the same in character in our day, but it is also much greater than when he was here. And because his compassion is still the same, he wants the same kind of reapers to reap the same harvest or results by preaching and healing in all the cities and villages. Then Brother Bosworth went on to say, his compassion manifested through these 12 new laborers soon necessitated the thrusting forth of 70 more empowered to preach and to heal. Labors of this kind are few today, while the harvest truly is plenteous beyond what it was then. Amen. What he was beginning to do and to teach is exactly what he wants done and taught everywhere. I'm still quoting Brother Bosworth. Then as I go on to quote Brother Bosworth, he said, instead of ending something, according to the modern idea, he was starting something, which he promised to continue and increase, not the 20th century gospel, but this gospel that he proclaimed, he said, shall be preached in all the world. Now, here's a good example of preaching that gospel in all the world in the 14th chapter of Acts. Turn there, and we'll look at it for just a moment. 14th chapter of Acts, concerning the ministry of Paul or Saul and Barnabas at Lystra. Now you'll notice Acts 14, 7, it says, and there, speaking about Lystra, Derby, and cities of Lyconia, and the regions that rieth around about, and there they preached the gospel. And in the eighth verse it said, there at Lystra, there sat a certain crippled man by, you see, who was crippled, his mother's womb, and never had walked, the same, the ninth verse said, the same, this crippled man, heard Paul speak. Who steadfastly, that is Paul, steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said, stand upright on thy feet, and he leaped and walked. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, uh, let's notice it again that uh, the man was healed because he had faith. Not because Paul had faith for him. 
He's healed because he had faith. Where did he get faith? Well, we remember the scriptures tell us that faith comes by hearing him by the word of God in Romans 10, 17. And we know this verse right here said, that ninth verse of the same, the man, the crippled man heard Paul speak. He got faith to be healed from a lifelong crippled condition from hearing Paul speak. Paul said something that caused faith to come. But what did he say? Seventh verse, and there, including Lystra, there they, Paul and Barnabas, Saul and Barnabas, preached the gospel. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. hallelujah. Now, uh, one could readily see then that uh, what some people call the gospel today is not the gospel. This gospel shall be preached, Jesus said, to all the world, as a witness to every nation, then shall the end come. What gospel? What gospel? You see, uh, could people be healed by hearing what some people call the gospel being preached? No, no. They wouldn't have faith to be healed. They'd have faith to suffer. Because, you see, you hear people, I mean, in charismatic circles, full gospel circles, well, it's not the will of God to heal everybody. Now, is that gospel truth? No. No, no it isn't. I said, no, it isn't. Well, of course, then if you hear that immediately, you, uh, the devil will tell you, now you're one of them that it's not his will to heal. Bony. Did he ever tell you that? Did me. You're one of them. Then you'll hear others preaching the gospel. Well, now, you see, they get suffering all mixed up. You know, they think, you know, that having a cancer or tuberculosis or tumor or something is suffering. No, no, the Bible talks about suffering. If we, if we suffer with him, talking about Jesus, we'll also reign with him. But now how did he suffer? With a high fever? No, no, I never, I never read that anywhere about Jesus. Did you? Did he suffer with leprosy? No. Did he suffer with uh, tuberculosis? No. Now what did he suffer? Now you see, when he's talking about if we suffer with him, he couldn't be talking about him going to the cross and dying because we don't have to go to the cross and die and shed blood because he's done that for us. He's talking about suffering, opposition, persecution. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first item in this offer is the slimline book from Kenneth Hagan entitled The Master Restorer. The next item is the three CD series from Kenneth E. Hagan. Casting All of Your Cares Upon the Lord. All of these items are for the special price of $20. That's $6.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. 
Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Well, coming up, guess what's happening? We're going to throw the switch and we're going to turn on about 2 million lights. That's Somewhere right. around 6 p.m. is usually when we do that. And, you know, the lights will be on through New Year's Eve. No, New Year's New Day. Day. That's right. To 11 p.m. that night. That's right. From 6 p.m. Wednesday, November 27th yes. to January 1 at 11 p.m. They'll go off. And actually... Uh, we are so excited about the two million lights that on the campus. There's so much going on with people walking in the park, yes. concessions available, uh, hot chocolate, funnel cakes, I don't know what all. And then uh, our, our youth uh, sell uh, light these light-up deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the kids. For the kids, but all of the proceeds go to their mission trip. That's right. And they're going to Greece in, on yes. their, uh, when it, uh, in, in what? In, in 20, March. In March of 2020 when mm-hmm. they have spring break. Yes. They're going to take a trip to Greece this year. But if you bring some money by those kids, because those, those are really neat little they deals. Are. Light up toys deals. And I will tell you, it's breathtaking. I mean, I've seen the lights for year after year after year, but every year it's just breathtaking. Well, it's a little different every year. And the reason being is because we hire students come in to go to school. We hire them to put the lights up. And everybody has, a, you know, it's, it, it has a little bit of a different way they want That's to do right. something, and it, it looks really good. We kind of really... let them uh, be creative, yeah. right? Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagen on God's healing mercy. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org for more great resources. The series you just heard is in the bookstore as well. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.